Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Andrew is here, and this is my favorite part of the week, getting a chance to have a conversation 
um, you know, with him. I think we all get to glean from the light that is Andrew and all of his experience and, and just breadth of knowledge. Um, but I think the opportunity to talk sports, you know, with him and just understand sort of the behind the scenes and all the things that, you know, he's kind of gone through and his experiences is just, I, I, I love it so much. So Andrew, I know today we are focusing on, um, you know, all things social media and media. And so without further ado, I want to turn it over to you, brother, so you can get us started. And uh, yeah, Andrew. Nisha, thanks so much. I want to make sure you can hear me because uh, my schedule got jumbled. Unfortunately, I'm driving. I hope you can hear me, Nisha. We can hear you. Okay, great. As you said, I did want to talk about media today, and this because this is a new media for me, Clubhouse. It's been less than a month still since I've joined you guys. I'm so happy to. When Sarah asked me, I'm like, yeah, cool, because it just seems like a new opportunity to expose my little brand, which is a sports space and a different kind of sports space, which I'll talk about, to a new audience. And I'm happy to do that. I'm loving this clubhouse room. I learn a lot. And it kind of brings me to where I wanted to go with my career about 10 years ago. A lot of you, especially Nisha, know me for running a team called the Green Bay Packers. They were on TV the other night. Uh, from 2000 to 2010. And I thought it was a great opportunity for me to look at it at that time and say okay, I've done this, been there, done that. I know everyone talks about what a great job, so exciting, so prestigious. Wouldn't you do that forever? And that was just not me. I wasn't going to do that forever. It was a been there, done that. I'd done all the contracts. I'd handled all the business operations. I dealt with all the player issues. I dealt with Brett Favre. I dealt with Aaron Rodgers. I dealt with the transition from one superstar face of the franchise to another and the messy divorce that we had. It was time. And what I wanted to do were a couple areas, one of which I'll talk about. One was academia, which I'm now doing my day job in running a sports program at Villanova in outside Philadelphia. But the other was media. I saw that there's a ton of sports media and there's a real ton of NFL and football media. But the way I saw it, and in some sense I still see it, very similar and very mechanical where they cover games, nothing wrong with covering games. They cover teams, nothing wrong with covering teams. And the insight, though, was really more of a former player, former coach, and, frankly, the guy at the end of the bar stool talking about sports. And I said, you know what? There's an opportunity here. There's a void for bringing media some more insight, some more perspective, some more behind the curtain of what really goes on in the inner workings of sports, not just who's a good player, who stinks, what coach is going to get fired, who threw a touchdown pass, how they feel about it. No. What about behind the scenes? What about behind the game? What about the people that make organizations successful? What about the athletes that have advanced past all levels of their peers to reach the highest levels? What goes into that? And you know what? I didn't have a job when I when I thought I'd do this. But I decided I'm going to do this because I have unique skill set to do this. 
having been an agent representing players for a decade, having run a team for a decade, having a law degree, and being a professor. And I'm going to do this. And I started writing on my own. And then lo and behold, I found myself in right place, right time. Because in 2011, this seems like an ages ago, but all the major sports leagues, every one of them, NHL, Major League Baseball, NBA, and NFL, were going through labor strife. In other words, the Players Association and the league had not agreed on something called a collective bargaining agreement, which governs the terms of the sport. And there were strikes and lockouts, and leagues were holding players out in order to get a better deal with their terms of their labor agreement. And all of a sudden, ESPN, NFL Network, Fox, were like, oh my God, we don't understand this. It's a lot of legal and labor issues. Who can explain this to a national audience? And I was just there. It was right place, right time. I'm at the Super Bowl 2011, and I have three offers to go into national media. And I chose ESPN because I thought it would be more platforms, more shoulder programming beyond just Sunday programming or Saturday programming. And it worked out well. And it was a lot of breaking down complex topics that the average sports fan doesn't even think about. Because they just want to focus on the games. Still is with ESPN, where I'm trying to explain to audiences that are not versed in legal and business issues generally. But I have a higher opinion, I think, than most people. Do you hear me now? Andrew, yeah, you went out just a little bit, but I think you're back now. Nope. Am I back, Nisha? I'm sorry. Am I back? Okay. All right. You're back. We can hear you. Am I back? Yes. Nisha, I'm sorry. Am I back? Yep. You're back. You can go ahead. Okay. And I thought there's a higher opinion of sports fans. I bet they can understand this. And I would explain these things. I would get good reviews. But I'll tell you this. There were times I'm in the studio at ESPN. I'm ready to go on set. I'm a minute away from going on set. And the producer would be my earpiece saying this. Andrew, dumb it down. Dumb it down. <laughs> and I would do my segment, and I'd go to the producers afterwards. I'd say, why do you keep telling me to dumb it down? And they would be like, listen, you know who you're talking to here? You're talking to bars and restaurants and frat boys, and they don't want to hear all this deep, dense, educational insight. They want to hear sports. And I disagree. And I said, no, no, no. We have got to talk about this. It's dense. I can break it down. And sometimes we'd have arguments because I had a higher opinion of the intelligence of the audience than sometimes even the producers did. And I know producers are all about getting the ratings, and the ratings are always going to be when you talk about the big topic or you mention the word LeBron or you mention the word Brady, it's always going to give ratings. But, yes, that was something I learned. And then, fortunately for me, what happened around the same time in the early decade was that social media started coming on. And I found my voice 
with an area of social media that continues to be my jam compared to, I know most people are into Instagram and other apps, but mine was always and has always been Twitter because what I found with Twitter was this is a way for me to provide my perspective, my insight, my unique look on sports and on life because Twitter is kind of a real-time update on what's happening in the world. It's kind of an ongoing cocktail party. And there's pictures and video, but it's a lot of text. So you can stand out on Twitter if you have interesting nuggets of text. So I don't break news. That's not me. I'm not a scoop judge. But when there's news breaking, I can give my insight. I can give my perspective. And it seems to work for me, where I can give these little nuggets of golden information from my time as an agent, from my time as a packer, on lawyers, on business, on legal, and it works. And so here's a guy that just left the Packers, and I'm in media, and my Twitter, you know, is now well over 200,000 followers. Now, you contrast that with my Instagram, which is barely a 1,000. I know maybe this will change it a little bit, but... I have people all the time say, hey, how do you have a blue check mark on Instagram with only a couple thousand followers? And I said, well, I guess because I have a voice in media and on Twitter. But clearly, everyone finds their niche with social media. I haven't found mine on Instagram because it is more visual and my information is probably more textual and more information-based than picture-based. So it's interesting to me to sort of see where media has become, because in sports, it's become a huge deal, right? Sports, in my day running a team, we never had to deal with issues of social media. I never had to deal with players tweeting out something they shouldn't tweet out. I never had to deal with players Instagramming pictures of things that we don't want out there. I never had to deal with little fights between teams. On social media, which you'll have now, digital media directors will control other teams, especially after beating them on, on Sunday. So I never had to deal with that. But now it's a new world. Players can control their message. And that is so different for people to deal with. And I think it's a good thing because you can get a lack, you know, with PR and teams and so many layers between a player and the, and the public, you Andrew, you're going in and out. Andrew? Okay, guys. I think we lost Andrew for a second, as he mentioned. Andrew? Okay. <laughs> we can hear you. Um, I know your reception is going in and out because you're driving, but I want to just kind of drill down to a couple of things that he's saying that are gems. And if you are not uh, following Andrew on Twitter, head over there right now and follow him because he is just like killing it. If you're wondering who's like really just making it happen on Twitter, it's Andrew. Andrew is, is doing it. Um, <laughs> he um, has very interesting dialogue and, um, 
you know, when you think about the wisdom that's attached to him um, from, you know, being the VP of the Packers for so many years and all of his breadth of experience, and he really just, you know, speaks honestly on Twitter. And so when we think about our presence on social media and, and you know, the opportunity to really let our voice be heard, you figure out which platforms work for you. Obviously, we're all here on Clubhouse right now because this works for us and this allows us to find our community and our opportunities to really, really, you know, glean wisdom uh, from each other. But Andrew has found that in addition to here on um, Twitter as well. And Andrew, I do want to tell you the three dots at the top of the um, of your page. If you click on them, and I think you have to go to um, is it low quality um, in order to kind of get through the reception issue. So try that and then try to speak again so that we can um, hear everything that you were saying. Another thing that I want to mention about what Andrew just mentioned was, Andrew, you there? Yeah, I did what you said. Hopefully you can hear me now. Yeah, we can hear you. We can hear you. So here's what I wanted to ask you because yeah, you, you mentioned, you know, finding your just, you know, your your platform is Twitter. Obviously, you're on IG and you've got the blue check mark and you're on Clubhouse. And, you know, you are really, I, I think, uh, very vocal in terms of making sure that you kind of get your thoughts out there. And you talked about athletes that are doing the same thing. And it's a great time. Right. Um, but it can be detrimental if you're not utilizing your voice for good. Talk to talk about how people can find their voice through social media and how important it is uh, to let their voice be heard uh, through the platform that is aligned with them. You know, I think the key, Nisha, and everyone is authenticity. I know you hear that a lot. <laughs> I think people are smart. I think people have a good BS meter and can tell when people aren't authentic or not. You know, I kind of roll my eyes when... I don't know, a couple different things on social media. One, when there's a, as, as morbid as it sounds, when there's a loss of someone, when someone dies who's in the spotlight, even not in the spotlight, but in a business or something like that. And then you see a lot of thoughts and prayers in RIT, and I just look at that and I'm like, something doesn't feel right about that. Because people are, they don't know the person. They're giving their thoughts and prayers. Like I call it drive-by thoughts and prayers. Some people put pictures of them working with a celebrity, even though they don't know them. You know, those are kind of things that I'm like, okay, that's just kind of vain on someone else's behalf. That's not authentic. The other thing with authenticity is, you know, be who you are and be careful because it does, certain takes will get a response. And maybe it's not the response do want to have. So there's some lanes I stay out of. I've tried in the past to maybe say something political. And the best way to pull your herd if you want less followers is be political. And listen, when I've done it, it's been very down the middle, not nothing that's going to earth shake either way. But you see what happens. And the whole Colin Kaepernick thing, even if you try to be down the middle, it's going to be so divisive. And that's just not me. I don't, I'm not a political guy. My, my, my jam is sports and sports insight. So I just sort of stay away from that. But when I do say something controversial, 
you know, as I said all offseason say about Aaron Rodgers, I'm like, he'll be back. Don't worry about it. This is all drama. No one should ever think this is a real Andrew, we're losing you again. Uh, I'll jump in. Um, and uh, until we get you back, I do want to say, you know, you mentioned Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, I've said this enough in this room that I'm I'm a I'm a big Packers fan um, and happy to see us kind of work our way back um, uh, on Monday night from the debacle that was uh, that was last week. Um, but I will say this, you talk about authenticity, right? And how people are showing up on social media. I think that is the point that I really want to build upon in our last 10 minutes. You know, this is Wealth Wisdom Wellness Wednesday. And a lot of times people are trying to figure out who to show up as on social media. Cause you feel like maybe I don't have something to contribute or maybe like who wants to listen to me talk, but so many people do, right? When you pick that area that you are, you know, good at talking about something and you kind of stay in your lane. I think the problem is we find that folks are trying to get into so many different lanes and just shooting spaghetti at the wall to figure out what sticks. And so you heard Andrew say, you know, I talk about sports. I talk about the things that, um, you know, sort of my zone of brilliance and what really, uh, you know, I can really speak to. That's what I focus on. And so for those of you that are in the listening lounge and you're like, I want to talk on Clubhouse, but I don't know what to say. What is it that you're good at? What is, you know, your areas of expertise? Start there, right? And, um, you know, don't try to jump into everything because it's really hard um, to listen to folks who are all over the place. And so, Andrew, I thought that was a great point about authenticity. We throw that word around a lot, but it really is significant. And it's simple, right? Just be yourself. Like, be yourself. Nobody else can be you. We know that. And so if you understand that, um, that sets you aside. So, Andrew, I wanted you to jump back in if you're back. Yeah, I'm back. I mean, I'll, I'll talk quickly about authenticity again. When, you know, the other night, now Eli and Peyton Manning are doing this broadcast along with Monday Night Football on the Packers game, and they brought on Brett Favre. And I'm like, okay, I'll tell a Brett Favre story on social media, on Twitter. So I said Favre would always do this thing where he said he said to someone to ask him this question. So you ask Brett, hey, Brett, how do you spell Mississippi? And he would say, the state or the river? <laughs> and, and it was just his thing, you know. And, uh, and so that got a lot of engagement, thousands of likes. You know, these are the kind of things where you can be topical on something that's going on in real time and add your insight. Now, I know everyone doesn't have that, but whatever's going on, try to be topical and add some insight if you can, and that's where it's done well for me. So while I have this good signal, I apologize again. Happy to take questions in our remaining time. Yeah, and I have a quick, a quick story that kind of um, relates to that, Andrew. So I was... Um, my, my major in undergrad was broadcast journalism with an emphasis in sports um, and entertainment reporting. And um, I got an opportunity to interview with ESPN while in college, right? And so I was uh, preparing to fly out to Bristol, Connecticut, 
which is where um, ESPN headquarters is. And um, I, I didn't know what the role was specifically, but I knew I had to prepare. And I knew I knew basketball really well, and I, uh, I knew football really well, but I didn't know baseball, right? And I didn't really know about golf. And I was like, I, I probably should know all of the sports just in case, you know, something happens and they need me to cover all the sports. And so my mom took me to Barnes and Noble and we got baseball for dummies. Okay. And so I said, I'm going to teach myself baseball in the next week before my flight to Connecticut so that I can know everything I need to know. So I'm on this flight to Connecticut and I'm sitting in between these two guys and I'm vigorously reading baseball for dummies. Okay. And I'm highlighting like crazy. And I'm just like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta know all of this. And I'm like kind of freaking out. And so the guy on my right, he goes, can I just ask you a question? And I said, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, what's up? And he's like, what are you doing? And I said, well, I gotta, I have an interview at ESPN and I gotta know all the sports and I just don't know baseball. So I've got this book, it's called Baseball for Dummies and I'm reading it. And he started laughing so hard and I was offended because I was like, sir, this is, this is, this is not right. And he's like, he takes out his card. He is an associate producer at ESPN. Wow. And he's like, he said, what, you know, what's your name? And I said, my name is Nisha. And he goes, Nisha, you don't have to do this. <laughs> you don't. He's like, I promise you, you could just turn on the TV and like watch ESPN and you would have everything you need to know. Like you don't have to read this book, but I really appreciate your effort. And I don't think I've ever seen anybody do such a thing, but this is really commendable. And so got there, had the interview. What I didn't realize is there was a clause that if you interviewed on, on like for a behind the scenes position at ESPN, there was a contract clause where you could never be on camera. And my thing was on camera. And so ultimately I didn't go for the opportunity, but the story is that, listen, you know, what you know is fine. And, 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 and the opportunity to learn more is fine as well, but you don't have to go out and get baseball for dummies um, to, try to, <laughs> to try to learn what you need to know. So um, Andrew, I thought you'd appreciate that story. And we do have about five minutes left. And so if there's anybody who has questions for Andrew, again, I, you know, I will never not appreciate the fact that we have former vice president of the Green Bay Packers who comes into Breakfast with Champions every Wednesday. Um, and I'm, I'm blessed to be the co-pilot for this amazing segment. And so to just, again, glean from the wisdom of Andrew, if you have any questions or if there's anything you've just been wondering or anything about this, you know, this uh, football season that you've been intrigued by, uh, please jump in. And if you're on the stage, flash your mic and I will scroll down to see if there are any questions in the four minutes that we have left. Any questions? Let me see. I'm scrolling. This is a big stage. Um, does not look like we have any questions at the moment. Nisha, and I will, yes, go ahead. And one thing, it's interesting because you brought up something that evokes a lot of memories about do I need to know this, do I need to know that. Number one, I teach sports law, sports business. I have a lot of students that come up to me or stay in the first day of class, and 
I hate to stereotype, but I'm going to. Most of them are women. And they say, yeah, I want to take this. I hear it's great. I hear you're a great professor. But do I need to know, like, a lot about football or basketball or baseball? And I say, you know what? It will help your enjoyment of the class, maybe. But no, no. You just need to know that you're going to learn about sports from a totally different angle. And I also tell young people, when you go on an interview in sports, you know, knowing about the business, that's a given. Like knowing players or being a fan, that's a given. What do you do different? You know, what makes you different from all these other people trying to get into sports? Find your special sauce. Find your niche. Be different. Do a podcast. Do a blog. Write about something that people aren't doing, as has been talked about on this stage all day and every day. Do something different. You know, why are you the one to hire while other people aren't? Because you take that extra step. Because you go, you go beyond. You do something others don't. That's what you look for in people. Not so much can you recite the backup tackle for the Carolina Panthers. No. What makes you different? That's such great insight. And I think for folks that are looking at, and I'm sure there's a, you know, just a new generation of people who want to get into, you know, sports and um, whether it's, you know, on camera, behind the scenes, you know, figure out what you can bring to the table that is unique and that is different. Right. And so and I think that doesn't just apply in the sports world. It applies in any industry that you are choosing to go into or even if you're deciding, oh, I want to pivot right now into something else. What can you bring to the table? that is unique, that is different. You know, Andrew touched on, you know, authenticity and finding your just area of brilliance and leaning in on that. Stop trying to get out here and communicate what you don't know to people (laughs) because they will know you don't know, right? And so I think it's important for us to just tap into what makes us great and kind of be laser focused on that. And I always use the analogy of, of Michael Phelps when he... Um, was in the Olympics, and he's, you know, um, in his lane swimming, and then there's Ryan Lochte, who's next to him, and 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 Michael Phelps just focused on the end, the end, right? He didn't look around him. He was just focused on finishing the race. Ryan Lochte looked over at Michael Phelps, and he lost. And so sometimes it's really essential for us to be laser-focused on our goals without being focused on everybody else and maybe we can get there a little bit faster so with that being said Andrew I want you to tell everybody how they can get in contact with you obviously we're here every Wednesday but how can they get in contact with you and and follow you on on your social media platforms yeah well I talked about my Twitter at Andrew Brandt my Instagram I'm trying to grow I'm trying to figure that out Andrew Brandt too and you can DM me any thoughts any questions uh, we're losing you, Andrew. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you. My Sunday 7 newsletter, you go to andrew-brandt.com, and that's where I get out a free newsletter every Sunday with a lot of unique insight. It's something that's growing I'm pretty proud of. And, of course, I write a column at Sports Illustrated every week. And I do my podcast, The Business of Sports, with Andrew Brandt every week. And I'm here, and I promise, won't again be on a cell driving with bad service. 
I'll be in a better space next week at nine o'clock on Wednesday. Really enjoy oh. this. Yes, yes, yes. And I enjoy it as well. And we just appreciate you as always. And no worries. Things happen. And, um, you know, we just appreciate the conversation. And you can find me just, you know, shoot me a message on Instagram. I do have an ebook on communications tips, communications quick tips that I will shoot to you for free. So you can just send me a message and say um, book and I will get that over to you or, or shoot the link over to you. And I'm here um, in Breakfast with Champions just about every day, gleaning and listening from the amazing people that are on this stage. So uh, please, um, you know, check me out. And Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.